I have just launched my very first online personal branding course for recruiters. With you listening to this podcast, you will know how passionate I am about personal branding and how much of an impact it's had on my career. It's what gave me the courage to start this very podcast. Now, I do not doubt with you listening to this podcast, you will know about the importance of personal branding as a recruiter in today's market. But you might be thinking, how the hell do I start? What do I create content about? And how can it help me make more money as a recruiter? On this online course, I'm going to help you cut through the confusion with personal branding. Not only to learn how to start building your brand tomorrow, but to make sure you're equipped with the correct strategy and mindset for long-term personal brand success. Now, if this is important to you and you want to add branding to your skill set as a recruiter, then make sure you go and check out the online course. And yes, this is a podcast ad by me for me. (laughs) You can enroll on the online course by clicking the link in the episode show notes and with you being a recruitment roller coaster listener, of course, you will get a special discount. You can use the discount code podcast to get a discount on the course itself. Hopefully, I'll see some of you on the course. And now let's get into this episode. So, the big question is this How do the best recruiters and recruitment business owners? ride the highs and lows of recruitment whilst ensuring they remain at the top. How do they stay consistent? How do they manage their time? How do they cultivate the correct mindset? And what are the best recruiters and recruitment businesses doing differently? These are the questions that all recruiters want to know the answers to. This is the podcast where I have real and honest conversations with some of the most talented recruitment professionals globally to uncover all their secrets. My name is Hisham Azuz. Welcome to the Recruitment Rollercoaster Podcast. This podcast is sponsored and supported by my good friends at Hunted. Last year, Hunted helped over 300,000 recruiters all across the world. They're dedicated to improving not just the industry, but your place within it. If you want to be a better recruiter, have more resilience, see greater success in your recruitment career, or simply change jobs or country, then you need to check out hunted.com. I'd love you to check it out and let me know what you think. Welcome to the Recruitment Rollercoaster Podcast. My name is Hisham Azuz. And today, at long last, I've pinned <laughs> down Ed Steer, who is the co-founder of Sphere Digital Recruitment. They are a specialist digital recruitment company that work with technology vendors, agencies, and brands across the UK, Europe, and North America. They're headquartered in uh, the UK and have offices in London and Manchester, have circa 65 staff, and have been going for just under eight years. Ed, thank you for joining me at long last. Hi, Jim. Thank you. Thank you for your patience. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So look, as as we were just saying, where where I always, always love to start on this podcast is uh, how did Ed Steer enter the lovely world of recruitment? Let's start there. 
Yeah, so I, I graduated back in 2005. I went to Oxford Brooks and did, did media. And, um, you did media at I uni? Did me- yeah, I did media at uni. Yeah, 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 I, I did, yeah. Um, I wanted to go into something like PR. I quite liked writing. Um, and I just yeah. felt like at 18 years old, PR, PR looked um, like a cool job. Um, but then what I realised was it didn't pay very much and I'm really greedy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, so I had a gap year before uni and I worked in a telesales job. I worked in phone shops all the way through uni. And I, you know, I really wanted to come to London and do a sales job. Um, that was my kind of main premise. So I rang a company called the graduate recruitment company, um, and they placed grads into media sales. I didn't know what media sales was, but I had a media degree. So I rang, rang, rang the GRC, rang the GRC and a lady answered the phone who was then known as Nicola Jenkins, now Nicola LeBourne. And, um, she invited me into the, the graduate recruitment company and I had a few interviews with their clients, but they ended up interviewing me themselves and I joined I ended up plumping to join to join the GRC so okay um, that's how I got into recruitment and Jenko as I still know her now works at Sphere so good, good oh wow really uh, all, all, yeah all, all round all round story and the person that's I really sat interesting. Next, and uh, the person I sat next to when I joined the GRC was a guy called Niall who is who um who I really who's, yeah who's part of the founding team at, um at, um wow. at, 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 at Sphere and to go one step further I met my now wife there Oh my Ka- God, Car- Carrie, and Sphere's non-exec director is a guy called Lawrence, and that's Carrie's dad because <laughs> <laughs> the person wow. who I, the person who I went on to marry, her dad had um, built and sold a, a recruitment company called Harrison Willis. Um, I got to about two hundred and fifty staff, and he sold it in the late nineties. Wow! And then, when, and then when he sold it, he went on to buy a zoo, so like an actual zoo and theme park. Um, well, he didn't be, try and become the Tiger King, did he? He's not the Tiger King, no, <laughs> no, not yet, not yet. Um, but yeah, so um, okay, wow, so yes, yeah, so yeah, so so the, the GRC was great, and we formed some, some good bonds. But I, I actually had one eye on recruitment. I had a couple of mates who didn't go to uni, um, and one of them, um, by the time I graduated, he, you know, he, he when I when, when I he didn't go to um, sixth form either. He went and okay. worked in a state agency. Then he's then he started working in recruitment, and by the time I graduate when my first year sort of drove up in a bmw and by my final year he was driving up in a porsche and it's up his own company and i sort of thought oh, what, what do you do and he he set up a, a a recruitment company that places locum doctors and they did um wow. yeah very 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 well they're a very very big company um based up in milton Keynes. so i had i had one eye on recruitment i had a lot okay. of my mates from school who actually kind of had gone into it straight straight from school Where without six form. i grew up in um in in bedfordshire kind of okay. mil- between milton Keynes and bedford Okay. Um, and so I had most of my mates lived in Milton Keynes. I've, I was in a village just outside of there. Okay. Um, so a lot, a lot of my friends had gone into recruitment straight, straight from school. Um, nice. So I've so, always, always had one eye on it. So, so just to frame it out, so obviously with with you um, running and building your own recruitment business, with yeah. obviously you obviously you mentioned there, Niall, your business partner. Yeah. We're definitely going to focus on that today. Yeah. We're definitely going to talk about what you've been going through the last couple of weeks. But let let's really focus on the, the sphere journey, right? But just to sort of let just to frame up for everyone so from what i saw online you worked at that company you met was it so that company you worked was that the first did you work there for like three and a bit years and then start switch? it was a bit long that so uh, i'll give you the the the, the, very, the very quick version so I, I joined um i joined the grc i placed grads into a state agency in my first um 10 months i was a third top biller in but only 10 months in the business in that year yeah. um so i really sort of hit, hit hit the ground running it was a quick desk to get up and running on i had um the foxton's account and back in the day oh, Fox, yeah 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 if, if you'd spoken to me he said yeah the thing is i didn't go to uni mate so i had no oh, they, yeah yeah but yeah <laughs> no, they, were, they were they were they were okay they're okay but um but um but yes yeah, so, uh, so i placed grads into a state agency i went on to run um to run to run um a team within the grc and then in 2008 there was a recession 
Sure. And at that point, the the, the, the Aspire, who 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 is now, um, you know, which the GRC was part of, but it's all rebranded as Aspire now. And they let quite a few managers go. Um, and I was given just a mishmash of teams. Everything that didn't have a manager was given to me. I was I was good at you know okay. keeping people and keeping people and, and, and developing billers. Um, and that was a great, great experience um, because, uh, yeah, I learned to run different teams. My, my market died, so I actually ended up doing rec to rec for a year. One of the teams I was given was, really? was, was yeah, one of the teams I was given was a, re- a failing rec to rec team. And because my oh, the wow. market, because my market died, um, I just sort of thought I need a market. And the rec to rec guys were saying it was hard, and I thought, well, can't be that hard. Um, <laughs> so, um, so I did a year of rec to rec. But simultaneously, I'd met Carrie, my now wife, yeah. and I'd been speaking to her dad, and I'd kind of said, "Look, I, w- I want to set up a company," and he'd really encouraged me to set up a company. He sort of said, "Look, you, you know, you can do it, and um, you know, you, you should." Um, so, from kind of three or four years into my career, I knew I wanted to set up a business. Okay. I knew that um, what I was running didn't make any sense in terms of, you know, it wasn't very scalable or replicable. Um, so I then moved internally, um, and, uh, I took on the digital team. So I sort of four years up until the end of the recession, yeah. uh, running grads and then running this real mishmash of teams. And then I had about three years running the digital team, but dur- dur- during that three year period, um, Lawrence and I had already really got into the planning of sphere, uh, and we were very deep in, you know, what it was going to be, how it's going to operate the financing of it. Um, so yes, yeah, so and I, you know, I was a real saver. I didn't spend very much money. I'd bought, been fortunate enough to, be able to buy a flat in Clapham, rented out a spare room, and then awesome. my, my wife and I moved down to Brighton so that she could work at the zoo, the family business. And so I sort of kept letting out my flat in London. And then the plan was always sell the flat. That was going to be my startup money. Um, so yes, yeah, so, and, and we, we managed to get a, a bank, a bank loan too. Um, so yes, yeah, so Lawrence and I've been planning sphere for a long time, and then I always wanted to go into business with someone. So about about why, a year. Why is that? Um, I just think that um, I, I didn't want to be me on my own in an office. Okay. Um, and uh, I think that you know we're better together. Um, and I'd known Nar for a long time. We hadn't been working together, but we we you know we were amazing friends, and you know our friendship's gone gone on and on and on since since launching Sphere. Um, and I thought we'd be a good team. So yeah, Lawrence and I went went to work on getting him to. To, 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 to sign up and, and, and come and be part of it. And okay. um, no, Niall obviously was no, absolutely um, ecstatic and over the moon and excited. So for the last year of the planning, it was done as a, done as a, done a, done as a trio. But we, we launched with a really, good, a really good plan and a really clear idea of where we were going. Let, from let, let's talk on. about that. So I think, so it seems very, probably, the, yeah, it seems very calculative, right? Yeah. If that's the right word, but strategic. So let, let's just talk about this. So I think so from speaking to a lot of recruiters, typically a lot of people are worried about that first year, right? Yeah. They're, they're worried about not being able to pay the bills. They're worried about are they going to be able to get clients? Just all the normal things that come with mm. the things that could, all the normal things that could stop someone starting their own recruitment business. So, so the first thing, so how did you come up with the name? Uh, that was the hardest thing I've done since launching Sphere. <laughs> um, we just went through every name under the sun and we everything that was cool, um, like we had Fuse, like Fuse Talent. I remember there's a few others. It probably, probably doesn't sound very cool now, but did, 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 did to us nine years ago or eight years ago. Um, but every single cool name has been taken by another recruitment company or <laughs> some sort of agency or some sort of service, even like IT. So, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Every, cool, every cool word was, was gone. Um, so we started looking at word thesauruses, um, 
and um one of the words we put in was knowledge we were putting in you know, every every cliche under the sun and these yeah, word yeah. sources and anyway one of the words was um, was sphere that came from knowledge and then niall looked at it and said that looks like steer and feeling which are our surnames okay so we went for we went for sphere um but spell s-p-h-w-r so when we listed the company at company's house it was sphere spelled s-p-h-w-r my surname's s-t-w-r and then we realized actually that was a hard word to say and coupled in with a hard word to spell um we realized it was a really bad idea so we went with sphere the normal word um and then digital recruitment i'm a huge believer in simplicity um and when i was looking at company websites to get website inspiration so many companies didn't say what they did and well, they actually and, did, yeah. yeah and it really frustrated me i land on a website and i had to spend the first two minutes finding out you know what the hell does this company do yeah and that was not just recruitment that was across a lot of industries so we wanted to be very simple and say what we did digital recruitment okay um, you know say what you do on the tin and also from a search point of view we, we ranked really well on google from the get-go because um you had digital uh, digital and we had yeah, recruitment yeah, yeah. and um and our, and our url was sphere london so people search digital jobs london digital recruitment london um so we were we were ranking pretty quickly so, so you said that you you had a really good plan right so let, yep. let's talk about this so so firstly you hear it all the time I want to start my own recruitment business. I want to do it my way. I'm going to do it different. Like, how did you plan to differentiate yourself in, so in, in what is an extremely saturated market? So, so I'm I'm not a big believer. Uh, this might be controversial. It's controversial, but I, I don't I don't think that it's about difference. I think there's some fundamentally things that make basic basic businesses brilliant. Okay, um, and that's all about. Um, the way that you do the way that you run the company so that's about how you onboard people how you train people how you specialize in markets how you use your crm you know, they're, they're the basics that are the backbone to any any business working brilliantly yeah. um so one thing i would would say is before you set up a company i think you need to have a bit of a heart to heart with yourself and decide what, what what do you want to be there's no there's no right or wrong answer to that question but um no i always wanted to you know set up and grow um you know a business that became a big one and a global okay, so you, one and, you knew from and day one it was yeah, a lifestyle business so we, we yeah we were never set up to be a lifestyle business we were always we were always set up to grow and it was always going to be about um you know nurturing developing nurturing and developing people and talent you know i i, I um I love being with people and working with people and helping achieve, people achieve amazing results, whether that's inside our business. Um, and when I recruited, I, you know, I, I, I loved working with my customers and now customers and, and, um, and whether it was you know, people finding jobs or businesses hiring, I really enjoyed um, that sense of um, yeah, nurturing people and getting results. So we, we, we were really set up to scale. Okay. Um, and, um, and well, let, let's talk about that for a sec. Then, what what were the key parts of your plan that enabled that meant that you were set up to scale? Good funding, so okay. you, you, need, you, need, you, need, you need to be willing to invest. And was, um, and was it so? Part just let's be clear on that. So you had a you had money from that flat. Yeah, so I put in so, money, Lawrence put in some money, Nile and I then both took salary sacrifices. We didn't draw a salary for the first six months. We'd actually we'd actually both were in a financial position where we could not draw a salary for up to a year if needs be. Obviously, you no know, living 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 not the way we were used to, but that was that was okay. Um, and then we managed to get an overdraft from a bank, which is really unheard of for a recruitment company, but we had an amazing plan and Lawrence and I had been speaking to the banks for a long time. So okay. yeah, we, we put in um, 110k in cash and we got an overdraft for 150 so we had 260 grand in those salaries um but we, we were making fees from 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 week three um, really? so good yes yeah, so good good funding and then okay. it's a, re- a really good plan so we sort of said you no know, what what jobs are we going to fill what clients are we going to work with yeah. um so you know very good kind of just basic plan around jobs and jobs will fill uh 
and candidates will place. And then um, actually it was it was replication. I didn't believe in differentiating ourselves beyond you know being the very best at what we do. And that's all about in a recruitment business, it's all about the people you can attract and um, the way that you look after them thereafter from a personal development point of view. Yeah, sure. So um so yeah, we had, you know, we had a career development plan in place before we launched. We had our induction training written before we launched. So I've been doing these things for a long, for a long time before, okay. before startup. So, so we had a lot of these things in place and then, uh, we had a really good business plan for the first three years. And a- a- actually the first few years were really just going and replicating what we were used to. So it was replicating the teams that we'd run previously in our old, in our old jobs. So okay. a lot of that was just, um, just, 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 just a case of, you know, rep- replication more than anything where, else. Where, when did you make your first hire? Uh, day 19. Two day deals. 19. Really? Oh, oh, for Sphere. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for Sphere, Sphere, sorry, sorry, for clients. Uh, oh, did you say I thought men? Yeah. yeah, no, placement. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah no, fair play. Nine, yeah, so, nine, why? Why do you think you was able to do it so quickly? Uh, if if in your career you nurture relationships and you do the best form of business development is doing a good job. If you do a good job, yeah. um, did you then, not have covenants? I did, um, but uh, and they were they, they were absolutely watertight. So what I did on day one was I rang um, I rang people who I knew and I just said I've set up a company. Um, please, can you send me every every job you're being briefed on by recruiters um and if it wasn't if it wasn't a restricted company then i then, then i chased the job and i spoke to people who um who i knew who i dealt with but who might who i wasn't restricted from because we hadn't placed with them okay. so i had a, a long list of restrictions but i'd identified you know who, who worked out who, who was not covered by those covenants okay. and then yeah just good old good old-fashioned bd Smoking but I, I, I know i would just talk about relationships you know if, you, if you've got if you the, the best form of business development is doing a good job it always amazes me how recruiters will like magpies they want to work with the next new company the next new company um and they'll work on a job for you know a bit of time and either fill it or not um but we don't go back to the same so throughout my recruitment career anybody i ever spoke to i always wanted to keep speaking to them and i really ran teams like that it was kind of like if, if someone's if someone's given us a job we will keep in touch with them forever even if they yeah, yeah. don't work so so just that but, but then it comes back to those sort of basic basic ways of working um so yeah so it was um yes we were able to pick up business through nurturing a network and managing those relationships and i think just 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 having a you know a, a good reputation um and then and then it was about delivery once we got once mm. we got on the once we got on what, the job when, when so when did you make your first hire? first hire yeah sorry was um a guy called Ali and he joined us um, on the 11th of March. So we ran October, November, December, January, February. So we had five months before he joined, um, but we'd found him in January. Um, and then, and then the next hire after that was in April. That was an, an administrator yeah. a girl called Naomi. And then we hired a guy called Joe um, and Joe, um, Joe, uh, was recommended to me by someone on my old someone on my old team at Aspire had gone internal and I said who's your favorite recruiter she said this guy called Joe so we got got stuck into Joe and he he, he came on board and then uh someone called Gemma who used to work for me at Aspire she was kind of always in the business plan so she came and launched another team for us which was a market we wanted to be in um so that was that was a, that was a, no, a market launch and a strategic one and then yeah I can go go through the names but um I remember so how many we, how many people did you end up nine by nine by the end of the first year okay so let, let's just talk about this for a sec so okay so firstly this comes up a lot from people who, who message me yeah when you're a small business like that clearly you've thought about this a long time and yeah. you obviously you're someone that, that backs yourself and yeah the reason why i'm saying this is because a lot of people when they're that sort of smaller size yeah a lot of people stay around those sort of numbers right which you obviously haven't in terms of headcount yeah and 
what I want to ask you is like, why did they join you? Like, what what was the like? How did you get these people to join you two sitting in the whatever it was you was? Yeah, yeah. Like, how so, did so, you get them to be like? What was the, what was the sell? And how did you get people bought into the narrative? Vision, and then being able to back it up. So I remember we hired a guy called Matt, who now runs one of our technology sales teams, and he met me and he said, "Look, my wife said I can't join another startup because I've joined a few and it's not gone to plan." Yeah. So I said, "What what what are your concerns about a startup?" He said things like, "You know." have you got the jobs depth of relationship for candidates um ongoing plans so i just said to him right he actually worked in a competing business i said look i'm not look, not not looking to steal your jobs but tell me one of the jobs you're hiring for so he sold me a job and i went on the database and i pulled up five candidates and said there, there's a shortlist for that job and then i pulled up our revenue trackers and i showed him every client we were working with and then i showed him our career development plan so it was just about you know the, the um the, the story around me and me, me, me and Nile and Lawrence and having Lawrence's involvement was really important at the beginning yeah, yeah, yeah. to show we had that sort of backing. And then it was just, um, yeah, it was just, it was just vision. And I think people really, not everyone, but people really trusted that we were going somewhere. Um, and we had loads, we still do had loads of passion and loads of excitement for the business. And, and the thing is, is that success is a sort of self-perpetuating wheel. And what, what, what I underestimated actually was how, how, how easy it was to hire people um, in the beginning over the first few years because we could really sell them into the story. Actually, hiring became harder when we got to about 40 or 50 people because um, the differentiators became a bit more different. So you, you know, the, the, the narrative is, is, is different. But we, we've always been really big on vision, um, really big on actually communication and telling people where we're going and making yeah. them part, part of that journey. Um, the difference is as you've grown, you've actually then got a track record to fall back on. So you can just say, look, Here's, here's the people yeah, yeah, join, yeah, here's what they've sense. achieved so yeah so, you, so okay. initially it's kind of like selling the dream and then and then and then in time you're selling the track record and yeah, and, yeah. And, right. and, and and the dream yeah so but i so, think but i think so if, if you're a small company and you want to grow you you, you need to get built to grow so we never yeah, okay. we, we, we never like grew and then thought oh we've grown what do we need to do now we thought about we what, do we, what do we what do we need to do to grow and then we did so that you, was, and you then, had yeah you had the mentality of like you're acting before you're 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 doing what you yeah you're doing the stuff that you will be doing when you get there sort of thing but you're doing you it could, today rather than wait until yeah you decide i think you've got to decide the destination and then when you know the destination is you work back from okay that's the destination how do we get there what are the steps and then you and then you and then and then and then you and then you and then you get to work on the on the steps okay cool no because that was gonna be my next question was like what's the message then to smaller businesses that do fight because that's the thing it's like there will be the majority of the recruitment market is sub 10 staff like how and their biggest challenges def- will be if they do want to scale or grow is hiring people right yeah it's yeah like what 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 what's You've why should to... people join them when it's so competitive yeah it? absolutely and the vision think, yeah else. totally i think um i think that the owners and the key people in those companies need to decide um First of all, why why are they growing and what do they want to achieve? Because yeah. if you're growing a business, um, although it's really cool, the, you know, the the sacrifices are massive because you've got to you've got to put people before you put yourself in terms of your own your own needs. So I think what what small companies sometimes struggle with is they want to hire people, so they hire them, but they're worried about fees dropping. So the owners kind of focus on fees and they don't focus on the people in the business. So you've got to be really willing if you're going to grow to um, to absolutely give everything to the people who join your business and the only way you can really do that is um is by working seven days a week for 14 15 hours a day that's it no that's how we were able to induct people train people onboard people and um and um 
yeah and, and and keep the revenue up and then you've got to be good at letting go of things so um we very quickly started building our management team and they were very young people with not much experience but we you know we invested in training we paid rec to rec fees we um you know we had really clear plans around our career development you know a lot of that was taken from old companies to be honest but yeah we we made sure that even though we're a small company you know people had performance reviews every three months yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, I, yeah, so we, I think if you haven't got i think they're, they're the things, things that some place, people miss isn't it because they think oh, i don't need that yet i'll do that yeah so okay so, so i had an amazing experience um i won't say where it's not on my linkedin but i had six weeks in another company um between aspire so when i when i knew i was going to set up a business i went and joined a um another company for, and i only stayed there for six weeks and i went back to aspire and took the job they offered me um, which was the head of the digital job uh, <laughs> but it was an amazing six weeks and basically it was a company who uh they said there were 10 people when i joined they were six and they've been going for about 10 years and i was offered a job you know equity um yeah, yeah, yeah. C- c- come and grow Force it bank. yeah Force bank had a grant paper and it was one of the best things that ever happened to me because they didn't have anything in place to grow you know people were on different commission structures there was no transparency yeah it, it looked great from the outside because they could say you know we're young and we're, fle- or we're small and we're flexible and we're a boutique but um i said to the owner the reason you're not going to ever grow this company is because there's no plan to do it. There's no, yeah, you know, there's, yeah. no there's no, there's no, there's no plan to grow. And he said, Oh, we'll put that in place when we grow. And I said, but, no. but, but you're not going to grow because you haven't got the plan. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think what you get in companies, you haven't got the right infrastructure is you tend to, they tend to just churn through people a little bit and, um, yeah, but that's not a bad that's not a bad thing at all. It's just, for me, it's just about deciding, um, yeah, what, 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 what do you want to be? um so that you can kind of uh make your decisions around around that okay so let's wrap this first year up then how profitable were you in the first year we made 220k from turnover of 800 really okay so and we were perm so lots of cash okay right and okay so let's just for a sec let's think about so it all sounds great right what was what happened in that first year that you didn't plan for um, that's a really good question. Um, we ended up launching things that we didn't plan for. So you have to be really, like, we've always, one of our uh, goals or uh, values is adaptability. So this guy, Joe, who joined, who was amazing and went on to be brilliant. We I hired him into a market to do um, one sort of technology sales with me, which he didn't really take to. So, um, you know, it took him pretty much six months to make his first fee. But actually, during that process, he said, look, I'm interested in another type of tech. Can I run with it? And we said, absolutely, please do. And then the next year, he was our top biller. And he went and put 240 grand on the year. And and and, and, um, and, 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 um, and that was amazing, actually, because that took us into another a slightly different route of technology. So we, we, we followed... Um, yeah, we followed people. I think you have to follow people in recruitment. So small things, but like, um, yeah, one team we had, which I was running... Uh, people were going to place two types of rob jobs. One was sales and one was account management. But we, Ali, who we hired, didn't like doing sales hires. He liked doing account managers. Um, and this guy, Matt, who joined, who um, runs our technology sales team now, he liked doing sales. So I very quickly split those teams in two. And then and then Joe, who joined that team, ended up doing a third team. But okay. So we, we sort of followed those three people. But actually, at the beginning of year two, I sat down with those guys and said, look, I, we want to grow three teams around each. You know, you've all ended up being quite niche. But we're going to work with you. I'm going to work with you so that by the end of this year, you will all be running a division each. Um, so yes, we sort of, fo- we, we, we definitely followed people. So I think when you've got a destination, you sort of know where you're going, but you don't know exactly how you'll get there. So I think you follow, you follow people and, and, and take, take their leaders, or, or take, be, be, be willing to take their lead on it. Okay. So 
let's let's just think about the the next two years then. so let's break this down so you said they're around at the real solid business plan for the first three years yeah and then we'll, and then we'll talk about the the sort of last three years right so yeah. the end of sort of the the third year yeah where was you at as a business let's so we yeah so we, yep so we got we'd got up to a year three so turnover in year one was 800k turnover in year two was 1.6 million turnover in year three was 2.4 million okay. that's net net fee so we'd followed a pretty good um revenue growth growth trajectory that's not revenue that's net fee income net fee income yeah, yeah. but we didn't do much contracts in fact we didn't do any contracts that, and that was all perm yeah okay. that was all perm yeah all um right. what about headcount wise 25 okay uh to, somewhere between 25 to 30 i wouldn't know the exact number but what, yeah, what, cool. what, what happened at that point so we'd, we'd also hired an fd so other functions that come in so we had like someone in a marketing function well, uh, how soon did you invest in that uh naomi who joined us as our second hire was like admin and social media and then she became classic yeah 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 <laughs> so then, okay. then she became then she became then she became admin social media and credit control okay. and then we hired someone called charlotte who became admin and gnomes gnomes became credit control and marketing okay. and then and then charter on credit control and gnomes was just marketing and then we hired an fd who's been absolutely game-changing a guy called ben who's also my, my younger brother uh, really yeah 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 which has been amazing he's um when uh, did you hire him so that was in year three uh, and he's an economics grad from Bath. End of year three or? Uh, halfway through, he joined on June the 6th of okay. 2015. Okay. And that was gained. We, we knew we needed a finance manager. And um, yeah, we just didn't see anyone we loved. And, and Lawrence actually said, like, what about what about your brother? And I didn't want to sort of fuck up his career because I was very proud of what he did. He you know, studied hard and had an amazing career. in. Um, he worked at Tate and Lyle in their, in their strategy departments. Yeah, but anyway, I won't bore that. But so I, I just said to Ben, look, this is completely different but it could be amazing. And he'd helped a lot from before launch. He'd done a lot of our financial modeling for like um, how we track KPIs, how we track revenue. Sure, I, sure. I used to pay him in vouchers and love. Um, and, um, and anyway, so he was at, he was actually 11 weeks into a notice period to join Eurostar um, in a, in a, in a, in a senior finance role there in their strategy department again. And, um, and yeah, we, we, you know, we met and he said, yeah, I'll give it a whirl. If it goes badly, he had all his, you know, actual qualifications to fall back on um so he joined then and he took on finance and that's just been game changing for us because the role that ben plays in in running and steering the business is um is phenomenal and the dynamic that brought to me and nile and lawrence it was really great to have someone else join the board at that point as well just a, a whole new dynamic and yeah, yeah. Ben, ben ben's just learned so much and gone on from strength okay. to strength so, Let- so, that, that, so that, that that was key um and then and then yes yeah, so any year three um i was in more of a natural managing director job we built okay. the management team um, what was Nar doing? Nar was running our e-commerce team and was, okay. and was top biller. So, you know, he was really still banging in fees, which was amazing to have that balance and, and sort yeah. of that fearing leadership. Um, so, I, and that was always the plan. We always kind of joined, we always set up with slightly different, slightly different roles yeah. um, in, in, in mind for the business. Um, and um, yeah, and then Ben, ben was not FD at that point. He, we came in, he came as financial controller. We promoted him to FD after about, after about 12 months. Um, although he was on the board from day one. But yeah, so end of end of end of year three, we'd got to kind of like we had the key teams in place and key non fee earning functions in place in the back office. And um, I know JJ, who you, who you spoke to, yeah. mentioned mentioned something called our five year strategy. We actually said, as opposed to the board just producing a strategy, we then went through this amazing um, experience in the second half of the third year where 
we broke the company up into six teams who looked at different parts of the business and then they, you know, everyone was involved, every single member of the business and they went away and looked at these different parts of Sphere and said, in five years time, what should we do? So it seems like growth, personal development, you know, okay. DNA. Which, so, 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 let, so, sorry, I don't want to buy him, but like, let, right, sorry, I talked we'll, we'll, No, that's okay. Well, so we'll, let's definitely, so why don't treat that as like going into year three to where you are now, right? Because yeah. clearly that's the case. So the, the reason why I don't want to brush over and why I butted in there is because like I'm sure you have all these conversations all the time, right? You're part of networking events and stuff like that. And you will, yeah. people will be looking, people will hundred percent be looking at Sphere and go, how the fuck have they got to that point? Right. Yeah. Because the most common message I get from business owners particularly is I can't get past this 15 head mark. I can't get past this 10 head mark or whatever. So I don't want to just brush over the fact that you went from a really slick, clearly watertight business plan that you executed. You ended up having quite a few people in your business by the end of year one, you're profitable and you increase profitability whilst also increasing headcount in year three. Right. Cause I think for me talking about the present day, the conversations I'm having, I feel like that when we start coming back out of this, that businesses that got caught in the sort of vanity of headcount um, rather than the actual bottom line cash flow are probably having a bit of reality check right now. So yes. I don't want to sort of brush over those sort of first couple of years because I feel like, so like I just want to sort of dig into like how, how did you sustainably grow the business for those three years? Like in terms of money wise, but also get people in like how, what were yeah, the key sort so- of strategies to enable you to do that? Um, good, good performance and good retention. So if you're, okay. if you, if you don't retain people, it's, 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 it's extremely How much hard did you work. invest? How much did you, what was the comparison in terms of investing in getting new people and retaining people? I mean, I, I wouldn't know the exact numbers, but now, like but very, very, very low churn, particularly, particularly in those years. I mean, why, very, very, why, very, why is that? Why do you think uh, that is? I think if someone's in a company they love and a job they love, and if you're moving forwards, then, then 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 you tend to stick with it so yeah, I think I at, at sphere every year people can look back on the previous year and so i think they've had tangible career growth and i think that's that's um that 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 that's what we really work towards how so, did you measure that with your how did you get your consultants to see that without it just being their billings so we have something called progress that looks at you as a recruiter which includes your billings the role you play in your team and your personal development so and then we have a grading system so our lowest grades you can get pay rises every three months every quarter okay and then and then once we get to senior consultant every six months and when so we that was all just um yeah that was all tracked and we you know we really we really invested in in people and progress so there's that everyone always has a pay rise target in place everyone always knows exactly when the next review is going to be um and what did you measure that on sir because i think that's really interesting so what did you what did you measure that criteria which was revenue okay yeah billings yeah role within your team so how you how you operate in your team and obviously the more senior you get that the expectations change and personal development and that's all about becoming autonomous and you know taking control of your own taking control of your own how do you measure that uh really basic so it's like when someone's brand new we don't expect them to prepare for one-to-ones um but uh we'd expect them to do their manager but once once someone's been with us for three months we say right we we really want you now to be able to prepare for your own one-to-ones and prepare for your own day okay and and we're here to guide you uh and when someone's kind of like been with us for a year we wouldn't expect them to come in and map out their whole next 12 months and say i'm gonna make this much money from these clients yeah yeah, yeah. no these are my but 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 we'd say to them right now now in a year's time, we want for you to be able to completely map out next year's revenue. A strategy map- for your day. Yeah, have it. T- so yeah, have a strategy. So we, we, uh, you know, you can't just ask people to make more money. You got it starts with competence and behaviour. So we really focus not on the on the money, but on the competencies and the behaviours. 
Okay. That's people really people find that hard because you're asking people to actually look at themselves and 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 um and 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 um and and look at what they need to tune up and how what what their key qualities are and how they can get 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 better with those. Um, but yeah, progress creates a lot of fairness across the business and it creates a lot of transparency, but it also creates you know absolutely amazing focus on where you are and where you're going. So that's, that's right. and it, and and it's supported through um and it's supported through lots of training. But but the real answer is um you know amazing management where you've got brilliant management um uh. That, that 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 just creates a layer beneath you and yeah that, wow. no that's so important and then hiring well like that's a pretty basic yeah, yeah. thing i remember yeah you got yeah but yeah well. but not many recruitment businesses do that we, we and we, we don't get me wrong we've 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 had, we've had bad years and when and when um from hiring point of view and 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 sometimes that's on us and sometimes it's on making bad hires and it's you know it's a combination of the two i guess but um yeah we're, we're, i think that we didn't find we didn't find um i'll be we didn't find going to 25 people challenging there were obviously tough bits, right? Don't get me wrong. It was, it was, it was up and down, you know, it's, it's recruitment. It's the roller coasters you describe it. So it was up and down and, you know, I'd have always been, I couldn't remember what I was stressing about, but we would have been stressing about something a lot in those yeah, periods. Yeah. Um, but we, uh, I think where we found it harder was that transition from 30 to 50 people. Cause you can, what, what happens in that point is I think you, you grow the heads cause you've probably got the money and the appetite to do it but you haven't really got the experience and that's both yeah, yeah. The, the board and, 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 and with quite a junior management team. So yeah, we, 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 I think that companies find that I get it. Once you get to 25, which is difficult, the kicking on again, I think is, is, is even harder. Okay. So just, just a quick one. And before we go, really keen to go into sort of how involved your people were in the five year strategy and stuff like that. Cause this is what you're coming towards now in, in the present. Yes. Um, just, just a quick one on the, um, I guess two things actually that's coming to mind. Um, so in terms of like the actual hiring piece, so in those first three years, did you get better at understanding what good hiring triggers were? No, <laughs> I don't. Um, like, would, I, I, would, would you wait? Because you, clearly you're on the ball we, with your we, guys we, being we, pro. Like, what was we, the? We we got better as we got more mature about the um, when we were small, small. Uh, um, if someone you know wanted to do something in their life and 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 met the culture, I don't you know. I think actually I've always placed salespeople, so I think we were pretty good um, collectively at getting to the heart of you know what makes yeah. a good salesperson. Okay. We all we also were pretty robust on you know we had it we had a we had a high bar, so we always had a high a high bar. Um, although naturally people slip through the net. It's more about where where we hired badly was just through two things: um, our appetite for growth and then this real confidence that we could really take people and shape them and nurture them so we'd think oh we've seen some of that person we can really we can really mold them but and, and actually when when we were smaller we, we we probably could because the reality was i i got a lot more time with people what would you uh, train everyone yeah yeah and now obviously um but as we got bigger, when we were doing that and you're managing through junior managers, it's actually unfair on a junior manager to ask them to train someone yeah. who may or may not be great. So what we really learned was we needed to stop thinking we could make people who were okay amazing. Really good, yeah. yeah, and we needed to um we needed to let the new let the manage let managers develop um develop their skills and i had four or five years management experience before launching sphere and and and, and i'd made and i'd learned a lot and um and we were asking sometimes junior managers to go and hire too many people too quickly and that and 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 that and that's that's definitely a recipe for disaster so yeah we we, we, we learned 
um we learned about that but we, we also though we've grown a lot it's, it's never felt crazy we've never we, we now have graduate intakes where we might hire you know, five or six people That's together true, yeah. yeah twice a year but, but outside of that our growth has been very it's been it's been very very quick but it's actually been built around you know being steady um you know it's 10 10 to 15 people a year 10 people a year 15 people a year so it's been yeah, yeah, yeah. it's been quite but then i think the steady. key thing as you said is keeping those 10 or 15 people i think you you clearly you haven't been like a, a leaking bucket no right and so i think that's the really key thing and i think it's great that you've really sort of highlighted that and t- spoken a lot about career progression and because that was one of the things that i think i've noticed having worked with one of your consultants but then looking at sphere as a whole when you look at your consultants on linkedin there's quite a few people that have worked for you for three years four years five years plus yeah and that's clearly evident on the that means clearly then a big part of that is because these people each year how little or big it is they know what a good a better year looks like do you get we, what we, i mean yeah yeah and we talk a lot about growth and you know we're, we're a, you know we're a startup every day and we've got um we've got so many things that we will achieve in the future but the only way we'll do that is by people stepping into jobs you know we're always all you know we're always if everyone like if, if if yeah if someone's always stepping up into a new job then that creates space behind them for someone else to step up into that job. And when we do launch new areas uh, where we can, we we will always do things in, internally. It's our absolute preference. Um, so yeah, but, but I think and I hope that our team realise that there's really amazing opportunities for for for, for future growth and, th- and 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 roles to step into. Because for us to achieve what we want to, it's so much about it's about us doing it together it's about people in the business take, taking those opportunities but we've also learned that that needs to be done with patience you know um yeah. putting someone in a job they're not quite ready to do is actually we, we really learned um it, it, it's not it's not healthy because someone goes from feeling amazing in what they're doing and thriving to, to actually finding yeah, a, a yeah, new yeah, so, yeah so it's, it's okay. kind of like it's, it's not, not, so not, let, not the best to do. so, so let, let's talk a bit about let's talk a bit about the, the last couple of years before sort of the uh, whole coronavirus piece right so yeah so obviously you were talking about so executed your three-year business plan that you had from the get-go right yeah profitable business healthy size why so then the next so then you then decided it was a five-year vision that we're going to create for the moving forward right so obviously got your um brother in that had a real impact in the fd um looked at financial models these sorts of things so why why did you choose to well actually wait sorry let's just frame up where you were before the coronavirus piece so like where yeah. where where are you like today and then we'll sort of dig into it yeah so um so before the coronavirus piece, we've got headcount to, I think it was 67. I can't remember the exact number. Yeah, yeah, no 67 people, give or take. Um, offices in London. We launched a Manchester office last year as well, which, was, which has been really great. And we um, and, and our international business has started to grow. We, we actually started that in, in, in 2016, but it's um, it started out as one person, JJ, and then yeah, it's yeah. kind of grown now into kind of replicating the core parts of the UK business in Europe and North America. And, that, and that's in their areas that will expand a lot. So, um so that's where we were. Um, what about revenue-wise? Uh, last year, net fees were about six million, okay. and we we were on track this year for net fees to be about seven point three million. So we were still tracking. Been steady growth again. Absolutely, yeah, really steady growth. And I think um, I would say the last two that that um, twenty sixteen, so the first year of the. Uh, five-year strat, five year strat yeah, yeah it was, was, was a good year but it was a bit of like a high-fiving year if i look back at it now like we really ramped the head count and we thought this is amazing yeah but um but we probably didn't off. have this yeah it, it, we, I mean, you know we, we still we still 
profitability didn't grow uh, in 2016. Absolutely, it hasn't. Revenue's grown, but profitability's remained um, fairly steady, a level we're very comfortable with across the last three years because we've always just like, we're investing in in the business so much and and people's people's salaries got. But but uh, sorry, Sean, I'm going on. Um, so yeah, what what was really good? I think those three years have been the hardest and the best. Um, we really had to work out how to build a leadership team, a management team, yeah. and how to and how to make Sphere an amazing experience for everyone in the company. But when the company had changed through growth, so if someone joins Sphere as a graduate now, we want it to be a phenomenal experience in the way that it was when we hired our very first graduate. But it's a different experience, different because, experience. Yeah. yeah, but actually, I think what I hope is we've got that into amazing shape and i think that um the hiring over the last two years uh the last 18 months in particular has been the best it's ever been we, we've we've got an amazing bar for for talent joining sphere now at, at every level so i think our hiring's the the, the, the best it's ever been um and the, the the quality and the depth in the team is just phenomenal and and over the last 18 months not not overnight but a lot of things really came together um just for contribution from from the whole business has just been it's just brilliant. been seismic yeah okay. absolutely brilliant and, so and what, what what that meant was we've kind of got to this point where we we got to the size we are but we can really see the next bit of the business the next round of growth actually looked 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 looked, looked pretty easy um six weeks ago <laughs> so why why did you get your people involved so much in the five-year vision and how much of an impact has that had i think that listening is the premise for making good decisions you've got you've got you've got to listen before you act um so uh, as we got bigger um we knew we had lots of great ideas in the company and we wanted to listen to them and hear them so we just we wanted to harvest people's views on things to help us make decisions together and to help us make better decisions okay um and and people at different levels and who've been in the company for a different length of time have a different view and i'm always really open to to everyone's views um uh so so yeah so we wanted to kind of engage people involve people and hear their thoughts on things yeah okay yeah get maybe and then i think after is it fair to say that do you think that's also played its part in why you've been able to keep people yes i'm sure i'm sure it does yeah having, having a voice and having a role to play we know we do surveys and um you know ha- having a voice um is, is 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 very 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 important for people yeah yeah okay. and under, understandably so so okay cool so um, before we sort of segue into today and how you've been adapting and these types of things, like we've spoken a lot about hiring, we've spoken a lot about sort of having the right people strategy, making sure people are engaged in their job and they they know how to progress their career. Spoken about um, obviously your brother FD. Like what what are the other things you think that you guys have invested in or the the decisions that you've made? Do you think have really impacted or um, have enabled you to get to where you were do you know what i mean so you spoke a lot about hiring uh, so be, what be, has been the other thing yeah there's, there's a few that stick to mind um just be, being brave and being willing to make decisions so i remember after in 2017 when we'd grown a lot we had um contract we really wanted to expand but we didn't have a great plan for it international was the same we, we'd got to a point actually where we had we said to all the managers you can have contract and international people in your in your business units okay um but we had this strat day. It was the first one we had actually with the management team offsite with the board and the management team. Um, and, uh, and actually after that, 
uh, it was a, it was a great day. And then after it, Lawrence just said to me, "Can we meet for a beer in Tunbridge Wells, where we both live?" Um, a few days later, and I met him, and he said, "The the 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 the, the structure's not right. It's not going to work." Um, Why? Interna- international, he just said, international needs to be a standalone business unit, oh, okay. and contract needs to be a standalone business unit. And we we always have spoken about focus. You know, lots of companies talk about you know inch wide, yeah, yeah. mile deep, deep sort of, yeah. yeah, focus. And um, he said. What you what 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 we're doing right now? It's um it's it, these 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 things aren't going to grow. They're just going to be afterthoughts. So we got together um uh and I spoke to Niall and we said, look, we, we've just we've just got to mix a few things up a bit. So Niall at that point we said would take international on, and that meant taking some people away from other managers. And um, Gemma we said would take contract on, which meant again taking some people away from other managers. Um, so um. We, we 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 we've always been okay with making decisions that might be uncomfortable that people might not necessarily get in the first instance but if we know they'll make a really big difference in the long run um, prepared to make them and we're prepared to make them if it's right for the business yeah because because in good faith we know that it's going to really benefit people um so we've been really prepared to make those small decisions that that make a really big difference when it comes to scalability um and and we're very fortunate that we've got a group of people that understand that and get on board with it quickly. Okay. And um, yeah, so we, we we've been really willing to make decisions and to back back people and back ideas. So so I think that I think from from what I'm understanding, getting in, I think a, a, a huge part as to how you've got to where you've got to is this layer of management. Mm-hmm. And I think you, I've heard it at loads of networking events, recruitment networking events. On that that can be the most challenging part for business owners and it's a key part to scaling, right? So obviously I know you sort of really approached this early on, but you've obviously learned a lot now. You're nearly eight years in the journey, but for those listening that are finding it, they find it hard to find, like they're finding it hard to see their leaders in their four walls or not knowing how to give people an opportunity to prove that they're a leader, whatever, like what, what are the, the key learnings there on, yeah like me yeah, you know I mean? give, give, give people time um give people, re- time. give people time if someone moves into a management job i think it takes them the first year just to find their feet i really do okay. um and to understand what the job is i think with any new job and we always say people should be moving into new jobs internally you know, every few years um i think when you're in a new job first of all you don't understand what the job is then you usually get a rude awakening when you realize you're doing it and you're probably not doing it as well as you can. And then it takes you six to 12 months to master it. I remember a bit of feedback my manager gave me, a lady called Claire. She was amazing. I've been in my management job for about four or five months. And she said to me, do you, do you like doing your management job, Ed? And I said, yeah, I love it. She's like, oh, it's interesting. I, I wondered when you're actually going to start doing it. <laughs> and I was like, what, what, what do you mean? She's like, well, you know, you're at your desk you're on your phone all day every day and that's brilliant. Um, but there's, a few people around you who you're supposed to be helping and and yeah. and, and, and I, was, I was like well, she was like just just you just you just don't give them enough time ed and i was like all oh, right um and i sort of thought i don't really want to give them very much time because <laughs> <laughs> I, want to, I want to i want to crack on and build so i um and i think wait, so when people go into a, a, when people go into job of managing people i think it takes at least a year for them to how, really how do you how is. do you how do you transition them so is it straight hey ed look, tra- I think tra- train training first and then one person to take on and then sh- shadow them work with them obviously use progress our career development plan um and just so much support 
I can't. The support is the absolute key. So where you're where you're transitioning, and is this managers, you? Is this a, have you got it, dedicated it, people? It, 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 it used to be me, and now what really changed for us is we've just got an amazing senior management team who are bringing through amazing managers who are bringing through amazing people. Like if I look at someone like Holly, who's one of our one of our managers, she she joined us as a graduate, and um, and uh, yeah, you know, for the first few year of being a recruitment consultant, she didn't think she could do the job, and then first year of being a team leader, she didn't think she could do the job, and then mm-hmm. she takes she's you know she's taken on so many different challenges over the last few years, and she just knocks every single one of them out of the park, and um, okay, and uh, and that's around about the people she's got around her, um, but but I remember there were so many times when she tried to resign and and, and from the company and or being a manager um, because she didn't think she could do it. So just, just loads of support and, yeah. and belief, loads of support and loads of belief in people and loads of training um, and, and time. I think everyone rushes to make decisions so quickly. On how, lo- how long, I know, I know obviously everyone's different, but like if I'm a sort of consultant that's billing well and you see an opportunity in me and building a team around me or whatever, what, what's a typical time frame you like with your experiences, like right here, you're here now, but in two years time, I want to be having a team of X or I don't know. What's the, yeah, uh, that's a good question. That's a really good question. Actually. Um, I wouldn't, I'd, I'd, I'd um, it's uh first of all it's is 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 management right for someone because you've got yeah, to be, yeah, you've got, to be you've got to be really ready to actually want to um want to invest your time in others and you have got and do you have that, an option for both by the way so it's yeah, like oh yeah yeah absolutely yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 absolutely yeah and and, and people one of the great things about sphere people moved into management jobs and out of management jobs and okay. we really, you know we there's so no like there's no to be a manager to program 100 i think i think that's one of the real problems with recruitment actually where people think you've got to be a manager to yeah you hear about progress. that all the time it's terrible because actually recruitment's an amazing industry and there's an argument to say like you could never ever ever have to worry about anybody else kick back bill 300 grand they stay in the market develop your billings to a massive level get out see clients and do this amazing phenomenal job make loads of money have loads of flexibility um and and that's a really great job i feel like there's a there's a there's a pressure sometimes to be to be a manager just because it looks like it's the right thing to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the the best career decisions are always just doing what what suits you and what what, what you most want to do. But I think it takes a lot of confidence actually to say, I really I really want to be a phenomenal recruiter, and yeah, um, and sure. that's and, and that's my path. But um, but we 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 really encourage that. Um, similarly, if people want to manage, we really encourage that too. If 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 they really want to do it for the right reasons and they're willing to willing to go through the hard yards, because it, it is a proper emotional roller coaster. I think stepping into building manager job, you've got to be really up for it. So, so typical time frame. What we're we talking? At I least? think people. I think people can step into that job with anywhere from two years experience and up. But we say you've got to build at least 180k over a 12 month period. You, yeah. You've got to be doing that sort of level of, of revenue and, and and see that consistently. And then it's about how you do it. So we'd say you know someone who nurtures key customers, nurtures candidate relationships. We'd say like is is in line with our our policies. And then when you move into that management job, I think that within within two years of being in that job, you you, you could be running you know teams of teams of three or four people and hopefully ready to take on a new challenge whether that's inheriting a team or launching another area developing your managers beneath you okay ed what what have been the biggest challenges mate because yeah it's like do you know what i mean i think people listen and go oh this all sounds great it's all gone to plan Uh, what what have been the biggest challenges for you growing and running this business always people issues yeah always people issues um the biggest challenge is managing growth it's managing keeping lots of people happy that's really hard i found that yeah i found that personally very hard because i you know i, I really am naturally someone who wants to make people happy and i want to do the yeah. right thing and um so when that doesn't happen you take that personally absolutely yeah i do i've tried i've got better at not taking that personally <laughs> uh, but that, that definitely took time and it's yeah. just a sense like 
the realization that you simply can't keep x amount of people who have different views happy because one thing that someone likes someone else doesn't so yeah, yeah. so i found it hard to get much more like this is the policy and we're sticking to it because as you get bigger you have to be a bit more like that um l- losing key people we've lost key people along the way that's a that's a real well, blow tough. really tough yep um and uh yeah it, it, it's it's difficult every single day and it's difficult every week and it's difficult every month and it's difficult every year but um what what we're really good at as a business is 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 um is not getting distracted by what's difficult and what's hard and just 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 we've we've been really good at keeping that sense of moving forward going and i and i'm good actually at um only really assessing things now i usually say at the end of the year obviously current situation is different but yeah we kind of you know start of the year we say we say where we want to be at the end of the year um with key goals you know around people around revenue and then i give it the year to see to see where we've got to obviously checking in along the way i I go i always go back each each month and read my goals in the beginning of the year because sometimes i think it's not going very well and then i go and look at my goals and i'm like oh no actually we're on track (laughs) like stop stop freaking out but yeah Yeah, it's it's difficult every day but i think we've got good 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 perseverance and it's made easier by by um the people that you know we, we work with we've got there's always someone who picks you up you know you could be you know i, I go into office I'm, i'll be feeling like everyone knows a certain way and say hello in the morning and you're always we're always met by cheery faces and good yeah, people awesome. and that, 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 that helps a lot so, so before we talk about coronavirus i just want to um take this opportunity to just just ask you one quick question which is obviously a lot of recruiters listen to this so i guess in in your time you can just think about sphere and, and sort of your best people what yeah. being the sort of real common traits that you've seen in your best people do you think that sort of really make up a typical great recruiter in your eyes over the last year a couple of years um hungry and hard working there's no substitute for hard work um i don't think there ever will be so yeah hungry and hard working and um ambitious i know quite cliches and uh and able to uh, able to bounce back quickly because the yeah. knock's always going to be there, but it's about how, how, how you respond to them. Uh, and we don't chase a quick buck. I think people who are good at playing the long game, so you know, mm. stick, sticking out a market, going back and work. I think the, tra- I probably find it's the traits I think stop people doing well is like working on a job, sending out one shortlist and then thinking I've covered that done job that. off. Yeah. Done that. That. Yeah. So <laughs> people actually expect, expect and plan for the worst. Yeah, <laughs> um, you, you quickly learn that at the beginning. Then, uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 You do. All right. But it did, I think, I think the good thing is um, there's um, a diff- different people are successful in different ways. And we're really kind of, we're really accepting um, of, of that. But yeah. I, I, if I was summarising, ambition, hard work, and 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 um and hunger. There's no substitute for that desire just to to be the best. I think it does. Okay. If, if, and um and sticking at it. You know, if you if you want mm. to do, if you want to be great at something and you're willing to stick at it, you'll 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 get there one way or another. Okay, so let let's talk about um the last couple of weeks and what what's been going on in your world, mate. What what's 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 happened? It's been really stressful. It's been really hard. Um, it feels much less stressful now and mm. um, much less hard now. It was just the pace of change, wasn't it? It was how quickly yeah. it's how quickly it happened. Um, we we've kind of seen it uh, developing in February and early March. So we we had an idea that the market was going to get going to get worse. Um, 
we had started to project a week before we went to lockdown we thought this 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 could hit you know revenue by 50 percent for a few months um mm. the, the the reality is it's hit much harder than that and it's going to hit harder than that for longer um what, what are you but, thinking i know no one knows but what what's what's your fd planning we've been planning um to run at about 75 percent down for Up until what end of the year no, not as bad as that. No, seventy-five percent down. We were about sixty percent down in April. Yeah, we had a great Q1, really amazing. Which helps. Q1. I think yeah. whoever did have a good, great Q1 and going, thank fuck for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've heard yeah. that so much yeah, for the last we had, couple of weeks. We had a great Q1. Um, <laughs> okay, and then yeah, we'll be sixty percent down in April, and then we're planning to be seventy-five percent down May, May June. And July, July, yeah, and it, and it's pretty hard to project much beyond. Yeah, that. yeah, sure, okay. Um, but that's what that's what you're preparing for. That's what we're preparing for, and then we're preparing for you no know, worst case scenarios thereafter. Yeah. Um, the government backed furlough scheme's been really helpful. Yeah, so um, utilize that. We have, yeah, and I hope we do that in a, in, 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 a, in a human way um, and in the best way and the most engaging way possible. We sort of made it voluntary initially, and then we have started to put people on furlough just where where, where there's you no know, where the market is is right. The thing with the thing with furlough is it needs to be timed well. You actually need to be very decisive with it because there's no point of um, of waiting for a month because with every passing week we are getting better to, we are getting closer to the end it might not feel like it but the end is so you're you want to you need to time when you can get all the people like people back we need to furlough yeah we need to time we can, yeah we need, we need to furlough people you need to, what most recruitment have done what most companies have done is said whilst furlough's here use it now because um now is the time to use it yeah because when it ends you want everyone wants to bring everyone back into the business so furlough is a great way to cut costs, which enables you to bring everyone back into the business yeah. for the for the for, 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 no, for the ride back up again. Has that has that been the main government scheme that you've utilised, or have you sort of looked at uh, anything else? Yeah, we looked at a loan, which we've applied for. We how was that? Um, how was that process? Was it okay? Yeah, that's great. Yeah, we 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 we, we, we bank with the NatWest. They've got sixty five recruitment companies, um, and 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 we rank in the top five of their portfolio. Um, Probably number one. They didn't say that, but we probably are. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so they're, 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 they're very keen to support us. But of course, you know, you could you could take a loan, which is great, but you've still got to pay it back. Yeah, cool. Um, so um, so that, that that and we um, okay. So, so yeah, loan, so, so loan and then um, and then furloughs. Furloughs anything that really brings money back into the business because it's a grant. Um, everyone's kind. Have of you take- have you obviously um, experienced that yet? So obviously you can you can apply now, can't you? No, we applied yet, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've probably haven't. The money hasn't come through yet, but it will. Um, and How then was we, the process? Was it okay? Uh, ben seems to do it. Yeah, <laughs> I think he had a terrible day doing it, but he's, yeah, <laughs> he, uh, yeah, yeah. He's, he's pretty so good. I think at the, the reason why I ask is because I think it's so easy to see these people talk about on telly and it sounds great but people need to know the actual realities of getting their hands on the loan oh, right money. yeah actually so, so, get do you know what i mean so that's why i was keen to oh, oh yeah yeah, yeah. So, so first of all so get, getting your hands on the loan money is really really so yeah sorry sorry so getting your hand on loan money is really hard um the, the the banks will only loan you that money if you've been a great business pre-covid and if and if they yeah. believe you can, and if they believe you can pay you can them pay back, back. So, yeah. yeah so so companies that haven't been performing um are not going to get loans you have to be unbelievably organized with your finances and have a very robust business yeah. um so so yes yeah, so lo- the loans are tough to get but we, we we will get one um the uh and then furlough 
furlough is difficult for companies with bad cash flow because you've got to pay your employees and claim the money back. Yeah. So lots so you've of people got to pay it first and then and then collect. And some people, if you've got to furlough twenty people and that costs you a hundred thousand pounds in salaries and you're only going to get x amount back and you've got to wait four weeks to get it there's lots of companies that might not simply have 100k to pay Um, so that makes that difficult and um okay and and then and then everything else you can do to keep money in your business they're deferral so you can defer vat but you've still got to pay it you can defer. yeah yeah, yeah. so so the only smart yeah you still gotta be smart what's very tough what's been the most difficult decision you've had to make so far Mm, i don't i i think i don't i don't think we've had um I don't think we've had difficult decisions because my response, my responsibility is to make good decisions for the company. If we don't make good decisions for the company, we're fundamentally not doing our jobs. So sure. we've had to, we've had to take tough decisions. Um, when when we went into lockdown, we let we let we, we let twelve people go pre furlough. You know, we've been able to retrospectively furlough them, and that that was a tough decision because it wasn't a decision that we wanted to take, and they were, you know, largely people who would have gone on to be successful within Sphere. Um, but uh, it's it's also a very easy decision because when you're looking at the numbers and you know we, we knew how bad I think that week a lot of people saying oh, this might blow over but our strong view as a board was this isn't going to blow over blow over yeah this is not going to be just something that you, comes you and knew goes. the importance of making the yeah. decisions early as possible yeah so yeah, you've got to make them early you've got to be brave and um and 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 and, and my my view is and I'm really big on responsibility I think it's, it's it's irresponsible if you're running a company to not make decisions that enable the company to move forward and thrive because yeah. you're putting you're putting too much at risk for too many people mm. so that they're, they're, they're tough decisions they're not ones that you know you don't you don't wake up in the morning thinking oh I want to let 12 people go today it's, it's horrible you know it's it's, it's the you know it, it's it's yeah. really really horrible um okay uh, but 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 if you know that the right decisions to take then you know you, you'd take them every day so i don't i don't find those decisions that they're hard decisions to make and they're um they're not they're not fun decisions to make but i will never shy away from taking them because we've got we've got too many people to look after and we've got a great mm. business to keep moving forwards with so look you, you've been in the game for a while how do you how do you see sort of obviously no one knows but how what do you think the opportunities are going to be over the next couple of months and how do you see things turning out from a sort of recruitment business owner perspective? Yeah, ne- 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 next few months, uh, uh, there's two things. One, you just have to control your costs. Every every yeah, company be really on the ball on that. Be really on the ball controlling your costs. Yeah, you, you've, you've got to do that, and not just the next two months, but for the following ones, because the next two months for most good companies won't be a problem. It, the problem comes if you haven't got enough money in the business to 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 still operate in a tough market yeah. because if you haven't got enough money in your business to operate in a tough market, you're going to have to make really deep cutbacks and you know, we, we, we won't do that. We don't want to do that. Um, so yeah, the next one, you just got to really control your costs. So you're, you're ready for the rebound. Um, and um, so that's about, that's the cost control. There's amazing work that we can all do right now. We, we're, we're developing incredible relationships with clients, incredible relationship with candidates. Um, and we are making placements and we're nurturing existing relationships and we're winning new ones. And we found, we found a few things as a business that we think we can get much better at. Um, uh, I won't go too much detail on that because it's boring. Uh, it's exciting for us. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, so we, 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 you've got to make you've got to make work meaningful. You, you know, we, we've got to be the same business. The way we work together, the values we work to, the way we deal with one another, the way we deal with our clients. You've got to just you know be exactly the same in terms of your values. But you've got to adapt really quickly to the market. So so yeah, uh, next two months are identify the rules of the game play the game as well as you possibly can in terms of the actions you're taking and how you're engaging people and working with people. Um, and then as things pick back up again, um, I think it's about really getting 
the vision in place so people yeah. know where you are and how you're going to go forwards and then once you've got the vision in place and um hopefully back in the office people back from furlough um that's the time to really say right here's where we are here's what we want to achieve here's how we want to achieve it and then you go out there and, and, and you do it again okay, yeah. but yeah but you've got you know but, but the answers to those questions the reality is that they're revealing themselves month by month really because mm. everyone's so beholden on on the virus how, how uh before you i did just one and two last questions mate how um how have you found how have you found and how have you been motivating your team remotely because that's come up quite a lot and people finding that difficult i think it's really hard um we uh like the usual things, I guess, quizzes, bingo, cook-alongs with people, cocktail making, yeah. uh, keeping as much normality as possible, one-to-ones at the same time, company meetings at the same time. I've been doing darlings two or three times a week, doing training sessions or just nice. Q&As where people can ask me questions. So lots of communication. Have you been over-communicating? Yeah, yeah, yes and no. I think at the beginning I was sending out an email every morning and I thought that was probably a bit too much. I ran yeah. out of things I ran out of things to say, to be honest. <laughs> really? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, fucking hell. Um, yeah, uh, believe it or not, or just the same shit, which I know people are fundamentally bored of. Um, so yeah, no, every, every week we're looking at what we can do, giving it back to the business, sharing ideas, um, getting involvement from everyone. Uh, we've... Uh, uh, getting the goals right so expectations need to be clear making work meaningful in terms of like what we're actually asking people to do how we're doing i think simplifying everything like really simple really simple tasks we can do together um and and, and, um it's it's hard because what what everyone really wants to know is is this going to be okay yeah and what 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 i wish i could say is um exactly how because that's what people really want to know when's this going to stop when am i back from furlough what, what's what's the company going to do um we we know um we know that we will be more than okay we know we're going to come through this we know that when we reflect back on this it's going to be another part of the making of the business it's just you can't give people the how that everyone wants right now because um i would be lying if i said i know the day we're going to yeah, be back yeah, in the yeah. office or the day that the market's going to turn to 50 percent, 75 percent, 100 percent of what we used to um but 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 what we do know is that We'll navigate it well and get through it, um, and come out and come out in great, you know, and get back to being in great shape. Um, but yeah, some, some some things you just can't answer in the way that you want to. So that, that's the that's the bit that I find hardest. That you you want to give people the answers, um, but 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 you just can't. Okay. So that's that's that, that, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's tricky. I get that's that. Tricky. So look, before I ask you the last question, um, just sort of with all your experience now that you've sort of got under your belt, I guess knowing what you know now what what would you be saying to yourself or others that might be sort of early on in their recruitment business journey like yeah knowing what you know now what would you be saying to yourself early on do you think just stress out less really yeah just focus on doing the right things and it'll be okay yeah yeah just have a plan and stick to it and and nothing's ever as bad as it seems it really isn't like it's never as good as it seems and it's never as bad as it seems it's all just don't, the next the next yeah perspective the next thing and the next thing yeah, I, I, yeah i've yeah yeah it, it works out in the end it really does nice um look before i ask the last question what um i always say to people what they're excited about but it seems a bit weird asking that with all this shit going on <laughs> well, this, this this being over I I, I I i actually know i actually know the answer to that Asian. i'm getting excited about the day when i'm in an office with everyone at sphere First of all, hanging out with them and talking to them and seeing how they are. And then secondly, yeah. standing up and saying, right, this is what we're doing. Where we're going. This is how we're going to, yeah, this is what we're doing. This yeah, is how it's we're going to do it. Gonna do it. That's going to be an incredible moment. And yeah, um, yeah just, 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 just getting on with it. So that's, that's what I'm, that's what I'm focusing that. on. So look, last question, 
before I let you go, what if you could communicate to every single recruiter out there, business owner, they'd listen to Ed's advice, they'd take on your advice, they'd implement it tomorrow. It could be a phrase, a sentence, a word. What what would you say to the people if uh, they're all listening? What would you say to them? Um, identify a back of a fag packet what you want to do and by when. Make sure that it's your truth. So yeah, you want to do X by by Y. Uh, yeah. Jot down the things you think you need to do to do it, and then stick to those things and be okay with it. Not always going to plan, but just keep coming back to the to, to the to the steps that you you, yeah. you, have, you first have thought plan. have a plan and stick to it yeah I mean, yeah. you've definitely been a man of a plan yes a plan, yeah, yeah. Um, well <laughs> yeah, look in the thing ed it's been a pleasure really appreciate your time thanks a lot all right cheers Hisham. thank you so much for listening to the podcast i really want to ensure this podcast remains valuable and relevant for all of you If you have topics or questions you would love me to cover with future guests, then please get in touch with me. Best place to get me is on LinkedIn. Just search Hishimazuz and drop me a message. I would love to hear from you. Finally, if you have two minutes, it would be greatly appreciated if you could leave an honest review for the podcast. It will simply mean that I can reach more people with this podcast. You can easily leave a review for the podcast by clicking the link in the episode notes or by going to ratethispodcast.com forward slash rollercoaster. Thank you again for listening.